Hey, just real quick. Um, I want to say that this is a perfect episode for what I'm about to say. As podcasters, we all know that sooner or later, something goes wrong. On a recent interview I had with a future guest, I have forgot to hit the record button, but she was okay with it. We were able to do sort of a, um, a do-over. Well, for this episode, it didn't go live for whatever reason. I, I set episodes up in advance to go live every Monday morning at 2 a.m. Pacific time. One of my listeners reached out to me via email asking me what happened. Then that's when I realized that this episode was scheduled for the wrong time. It was scheduled for 2 p.m. instead of 2 a.m. So I just wanted to apologize in advance. But we're here. The episode is here right now, today, on Monday, just a little late, but it's still here. I did go ahead and check the next few episodes and everything is all good to go. So let's go. So here is this week's episode where we talk about software, mistakes and more on episode 26. Today's guest wants to know what would happen to your business if you were hit by a Mack truck tomorrow? Welcome to Blair Radio, where every brand can be heard. Now, the voice behind the mic, James Shannon. Welcome to episode 26 of Blair Radio. I'm James Shannon, and we talk about online businesses on this show. Today, we are joined by Michelle Thompson from AwesomeOutsourcing.com. Michelle is an expert at duplicating herself, and she created an awesome course to help you with doing the same. Yes, I am going to be saying awesome a lot in this awesome episode because Michelle is just that awesome. However, she grew up wanting to be a doctor until a medical condition forced her to learn how to start automating things in her life. Michelle has since created a way to automate her business with the help of her awesome VAs and her smart and easy way of training them. We talk about so much on this episode like where to find a VA, wages, mistakes we've made and how much of an awesome boss that michelle is and she's going to tell you how you can become one too we even talk about orange tigers and pink elephants so here we go with michelle thompson from awesomeoutsourcing.com today's guest can teach you how to use software and virtual assistants to do as many tasks as possible from awesomeoutsourcing.com we have the host of the automate the dominate podcast Michelle Thompson. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks, James, for having me on the show. I appreciate it. My pleasure. How are you and Pierre doing today? <laughs> we are awesome. In fact, Pierre is right behind me right now. He is loving life. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, what kind of dog is he? He's a French bulldog. I, I'm i not really good at telling what, what kind of dogs people have. I just know that it's a dog. I'm, I'm very bad with types. No, he's still a baby, so it, it would be hard to pick up on it. So, Awesome. So I do want to get into your awesome outsourcing business. But first, I want to know, what did you want to be when you were growing up? I wanted to be a doctor. Why a doctor? Honestly, I wanted to be able to help people. When I was growing up, we had this lady who came to our church, and she was part of this, like, it was called a mercy ship. And they basically floated all around the world to like disaster areas and just help people out. And so they needed nurses and doctors. And I was like, that would be a really cool thing to do, to just float all over the world and be able to help people who are in times of crisis. And uh, that was my goal. Awesome. Well, how did you get into doing what you do now? That is kind of a long story. So I actually, I did go to school as a pre-med major and ended up tearing my ACL um, on the basketball team and uh, just not doing real well in biology because <laughs> uh, I had so many physical therapy things and things like that. So because of that, ended up having to switch majors and kind of went into psychology. But about four years ago, I kind of had a stroke. That stroke really knocked me out. <laughs> 
And so I had to learn very quickly how to automate things in my life, uh, just to be able to do simple things like remember to feed the dog and remember to take your medicine and things like that. And so I ended up getting really good at automation and outsourcing. And I figured I didn't want to just hold it all to myself. So I decided that I was going to create some trainings and, and be able to teach other people how to do the exact same thing. So that's what I did. I love automation and I, I love software. Do you think that we need to set up our systems before we hire a virtual assistant or do we need to get a VA first? Yeah, I would say you definitely have to have um, at least something, some type of system set up because otherwise what's going to happen is you're going to hire them and you're going to say, okay, go do this. And they're going to have no idea how to do that because you haven't trained them. So if you set up the system to train them and you just basically take one task at a time, then what happens is before you know it, you've slowly taken everything off your plate and handed it off to VAs. And then what I do is I say, okay, if the process changes, you guys go in and fix the, you know, the documentation, you guys fix the videos. Or if I have them go learn something, uh, then I say, okay, I want you to use the template that I gave you go through and create a training and show somebody else how to do it. But you have to at least have some type of template to be able to give them. Are they necessary or like what tasks can be outsourced to a VA? I get this question all the time and people don't believe the answer. Um, you can outsource anything that doesn't require you to be physically present to do. Like, let me give you the example of podcasting, right? Okay. So, for podcasting, I have to actually interview the other person or I have to be present for the interview, right? I can't have my VA do the interview for me. Right. But then I use Zapier, which is automation. So I'm pretty sure you're very familiar with Zapier if you like automation. Yes, I love Zapier. Okay, so I take Zapier and I send it from Zoom. So I record in Zoom. And then there's a zap that connects it to Sonic AI, which is uh, just like Rev or Temi. It basically transcribes it for me. And then once it's done transcribing it, then there's another zap that goes from Sonic to Google Drive and basically drops the transcription in there. And it also sends an email to Teo, who's one of my virtual assistants, that says, hey, this has now been transcribed and ready for you to pick it up. And so then he goes into the Google Drive and he pulls out the video and he goes back over to Sonics and he goes through the transcription and edits anything that the computer didn't quite get right. And he creates the show notes. Then he uploads them to YouTube and he creates the, the thumbnail based off of a template that I gave him. So it gets published on YouTube. Then he goes into, takes the same video and strips out the, just the audio. Mm -hmm. And he puts the intro and the outro on there and he uploads it to Audacity and puts the date in that it's supposed to schedule uh, to drop. And then he goes over to Social B, which is kind of like Meet Edgar or oh, what are the other two really big ones that I'm blanking on right now? Buffer and Hootsuite. Yes, thank you. Buffer and Hootsuite. Those are the exact two I was thinking of. I just happen to use Social B. So then what happens is he, he goes on to wave and headliner and he creates the little like marketing snippet from what's already been transcribed in the audio that he already has. And he drops it into social B and he schedules it. And so it hits all the channels on the day that it drops. And literally I have done nothing but do the actual interview itself. And I've gotten a YouTube video. I've gotten a blog post because it's been transcribed and we have a template. So it goes into awesome outsourcing and turns into its own blog post. And then I've also gotten the actual podcast from it. And I've been able to use the social media platforms to market it. And that was without me doing any of it. It literally is done completely in the background. And the only thing that I have to do is the actual interview itself. And so what I love to do is I love to marry software and VAs together to make them both as powerful as humanly possible and remove me from the process. Amazing answer. Because when you started, I was like, hold up. The only thing she said that she did so far was the interview and Tao and the software was doing the rest. And then you mentioned social media because that's what I used to. 
But I want to get to the point where you're at because I still, or I do the editing and obviously the, the interviews, but my goal is just to do this right here and then that's it. And then hand off everything else to VA and to the software, basically everything that you're doing. Yeah. And it's so freeing when you get to that point and it's really not hard. I just basically just took one task at a time and recorded a video and said, okay, this is how I want you to do it. And so if you just take a couple of minutes and record it, just that's the secret that a lot of people don't understand is if you put it inside of just, I just use a Google doc or you can use a word doc. It doesn't matter. And I just make a little outline and then I'm like, okay, here's step one, go do this. Here's a little tiny video that shows you how to do it. Okay. This is step two. Here's a video that shows you how to do it. Here's step three. And literally from those steps, they read exactly what they have to do and they know how to point and click because it's a video that shows them how to do it. And you have to do it anyway, right? Right. Because you're doing it now. So why not just record it, make a little tiny outline, and then boom, you're done. <laughs> huh. I've never thought about recording a video to show somebody how to do it. That That's smart. And then, you know, let's say your VA quits, right? Right. Because we've all had that happen to us and we've spent a whole bunch of time training them. Well, guess what? It's no big deal because you have those videos and you have that outline. Now you just take the new VA and say, okay, here's your training. I need you to go through all these videos before you start to do anything. So you have a 10,000 foot overview of what you're going to be doing. And then I want you to go through step by step and watch the video again and do it point and click exactly like I show you. And um, so I do that for every VA that I have. So like for my blog writers, they have 10 hours of training that they have to watch that tells them exactly who my avatar is, exactly the way that I want them to write, exactly the tones and the colors and what are we looking for in the graphics? How do we target the keywords? Where do we go for the keywords? What are my acceptable KPIs? all those type things. And so they literally know all of that without me ever having to say anything. Cool. That's so awesome. So where did you find your VAs? What would you recommend a good place to go recruit a good VA? Yeah. So um, I personally use onlinejobs.ph. So if you can think of like the career builder or the monster of the Philippines, it's kind of onlinejobs.ph. So basically, it's just a huge job board. You're not going to like, there's no magic. A lot of people think, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, a lot of people kind of laugh. They don't mean it to be, but without realizing it's what they expect. Like they, you know, if you go to a vending machine and you put a dollar in and you hit B3, you get the Coke, right? Right. And so they think that if they go to online jobs and post a description, you know, that automatically the Coke just drops out <laughs> and that's, that's not exactly how it works. Right. So you, it's, it's a skill that you kind of have to learn, which is actually why I built the course that I did because without even realizing it, my first probably a year and a half outsourcing, I was terrible at it. And it wasn't that I wasn't trying to be a good boss, but it was that I was expecting them to be a mind reader and I didn't even know that that's what I was asking. So I use online jobs and I make a very, very clear job description of this is what I'm going to pay you for per hour. This is what every day is going to look like for you. This is what you need to be interested in. This is how I work. This is, you know, I'm very hands off. Like for instance, I use um, Hubstaff to train them, which is hours tracking software. And I let them know up front, hey, if you're not willing to use Hubstaff, it's a deal breaker for me. And not that I'm trying to be a jerk and I'm trying to micromanage them. The reason that I do that and explain this to them is it protects both of us because then the hours that they've logged, I have proof that they were actually working because it, it tells me how active they were. And so I can go on and pay it. And on the other side, they have proof that they did work. And if I don't pay them, they have recourse right? Because there's a lot of, you wouldn't think this, but there's a lot of people who are like really big jerks. They're like, hey, just go do this project for me and I'll pay you after. And then the VA delivers a project and they never pay them, Wow. which is really, really crappy. But you would not believe how many times that happens. But in addition to that, I also use it for troubleshooting. So let's say for whatever reason, it is taking Teo an hour to create a thumbnail for the YouTube video. There's no way in God's green earth that should be happening. <laughs> so <laughs> I can go on there and I can look at 
through the screenshots what he's doing every 10 minutes and figure out, okay, where is he stuck? And so then I can either get on a call with him or what I usually do is I'll just record a really quick video and say, hey, Teo, it looks like you're kind of stuck here. Help me understand what you're having trouble with. And a lot of times it's he thinks that I expect something to be like perfect or he's trying to get something exact and he can't figure out how to do it in the software. And so he's spending a ton of time trying to get it exactly like I wanted. And I'm like, oh gosh, no. Okay. It's okay if there's a little tiny dot there. It doesn't, you know, and he was trying to remove the little dot is like a good example because with Teo, he's extremely literal. So when you're going to online jobs, you have to be like really, really clear in in what you're looking for. But then there's also some, you know, hidden tests that I put in when I'm hiring. Um, Like, for example, I'll three fourths of the way down, I'll stick somewhere in there that says, make sure your subject line says orange tiger. And I'm going to get 100 responses. So don't just put orange tiger, use it creative. So it'll actually open up your thing and read it. And so that does two things. It tells me, A, they actually read the job description. Because how many times have you been on Career Builder and you're just skimming, right? And you're applying to like 500 jobs, right? Because you just right. need a job. Well, the same thing happens on online jobs. So I don't want the guy that's just skimming. I want the guy that actually pays attention and can follow directions. So by him putting Orange Tiger in there, and I switch it up every time. Like I've used Pink Elephant, I've used Orange Tiger, I've used Llamas, I've used, you know, just <laughs> pick something crazy. And the guy that I just hired, his line was, I have a really big fat orange tiger that is in my living room every day. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So obviously I clicked on that one and here he had this big fat tabby cat. But it also tells me that they understand English really well. Like that's just one of the tests that I put them through. And there's usually two or three tests that I put them through before I ever even get on a video chat with them. I'm going to have to take a lot of notes. Onlinejobs.ph, right? Yeah. So I typically do my hiring from the Philippines just because I fit really well with being a boss in their type of culture. But I know um, a lot of places you can hire from Mexico is a really good place. You can hire from uh, India. You can hire, it depends on what you're trying to hire, right? If you want like somebody who's like a like a really in-depth programmer and you need somebody who just is a master wizard at creating an app, you're going to want to go to India. Don't try and go to the Philippines for that. But for your typical like admin graphics, building template websites, not custom design type things, the Philippines is like an awesome, awesome place. So it's just hap- it just happens to be where I go. How many VAs do you have? I have four right now. And I've gone anywhere from two to eight, depending on workflow <laughs> and what I'm trying to get done. Kind of you said that you can find a good, decent VA for as little as $500 a month. And it is by going to, to this website, because I know you can't get that kind of work here in the States. Yep. And again, the secret is you have to be willing to train them. You know, just like I told you about the videos and, and the outline and things like that, because when you're hiring somebody at $500 a month, that's $3 and 50 cents an hour full time. And so that is typically somebody who is either just graduated college or is still in college and they're looking for a job to get them through college. And the interesting thing about the Philippines is the majority of them have their college degree or their master's. They just maybe don't necessarily have the real life work exposure yet. And so you have to be willing to train them. And that's how you're able to get those prices. And I'm very upfront with my team that, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm going to train you and you're going to be the best in your field for this particular thing. So if you want to, I'm going to ask you to stay with me for two years, because I've put a lot of training into you. And after two years, if you want to leave and you want to go start your own company and freelance, I strongly recommend that you go do that. But if you don't have that in you and you want to just, you know, stick with me, I am always going to give you raises as long as you're doing an amazing job. And so I start them out at a low rate. Like for instance, Teo, I started him out at 350 an hour and he makes 440 now. 
And over time, every six months, I'm going to give him a 10% raise, which to us in in the United States isn't a big deal. But to him, that's a huge deal because the American dollar goes so much further than a Filipino peso. And so let's be honest, $500 in the Philippines, that is just covering their rent, their food, and their utilities. That's really not any extra to have spending money to be able to go to the movies or to hang out at Burger King or something like that. Mm -hmm. The other thing is though, that is typically there's four generations living in a house. So usually you have grandma, mom, the employee themselves, and then usually the employee has a child. That's usually two, three, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so they're usually not the only VA working in the house, right? So yes, it is possible, but you have to be willing to train. And the cool part is, is that I I love this because not only am I able to hire them and train them, every six months I'm giving them a raise to make their life so much better. I'm giving them the skill set that they can then go out and do it on their own and make an incredible income if they wanted. But I'm also changing four generations of lives just by helping that one person by training them by being a VA. And that's really where I love what I do because it's not about, can I get the cheapest rate? It's about how can I train them and bring them in and actually change their entire family. That's the best part is they're helping you, but in return, you're giving back by changing their lives. And that's, yeah. And so they like, I actually just changed the tagline, right? So I've created a challenge called, you know, get tasks off your plate while changing somebody else's life. And that's the goal is that, you know, my VAs make my life possible. Like they're amazing. And so I want to do everything that I possibly can to train them up and give them the wages. And then once they're trained up, and there's revenue coming in from what they're doing. You better you better believe I'm paying them more because I want them to stick around. And right. I want them to have extra money to be able to go to the movies and go bowling and go to McDonald's and grab a Dunkin' Donuts coffee or whatever. I don't want them living in poverty. This isn't this isn't Michelle gets the lowest rate humanly possible and doesn't care. Yeah, man, you you mentioned uh, Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, and Burger King making me hungry, Michelle. I know, isn't it awful? Oh. <laughs> And We're I can't go out. <laughs> all right. So what do you say to the person that says no one can do this but me? I, I can't outsource some task. Yep. I love this question because it used to be me. And part of it is um, most of us as entrepreneurs, we're a little bit of control freaks and we're usually type A's. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're building your business that way, yourself, you are literally building your business on a, on a foundation of sand. Because what happens if just like me, you wake up one morning and you're looking at your computer screen and all of a sudden half of it goes black And two hours later, you're at the hospital and they tell you, you had a stroke and you really shouldn't be alive. So people don't like that analogy because it's a little too close to home. So what I tell them is, what happens if you went out and you just got hit by a Mack truck? Would your business just dissolve? Would Would it just end because you had to do everything? So what I tell people and I challenge them is, how can you figure out Ask yourself, I'm going to be hit by a Mack truck tomorrow. How do I get this off of my plate so that the task is done and that it doesn't require me? And by doing that, you're doing two things. A, you're building a really solid foundation because it forces you to create standard operating procedures for your business that nobody likes to talk about, right? There's nothing sexy about an SOP except when an SOP creates time and freedom for you, because now you no longer ever have to do that task again. And it's done the exact way that you would have done it yourself. And that's the reason for the outline in the videos, because I'm showing somebody how to duplicate it exactly like I would do it. And if I can get 90% of what I would have done myself out of them, that is good enough. And so we have to realize if you're doing it all yourself, 
you've got a huge bandwidth issue and you're never going to be able to scale and grow. And so you're forcing yourself to stay exactly where you're at because you're trying to do it all yourself. And the only reason I know that is because that was me. It wasn't until I literally had a stroke and was forced to, I I literally couldn't do it myself anymore. And even to this day, I really only get about three good hours a day. And then my brain pretty much turns to cottage cheese and I'm like, that's it. I'm done for the day. And so I've had to learn every single thing I do has to turn into something that can be duplicatable and is a piece of content that's going to live forever. And so how do I remove myself and how do I download all the information that's in my brain and create a way to have it duplicatable to somebody else? And that is the only way that you're really going to build a solid company. Plus, then you're able to turn around and sell it really easily if you ever want to. True. Yeah, I think some some people, they, they don't understand how having a VA, how it can help you grow your business. And they just think that it's just a waste of money. I ran across a lot of people that are against having a VA and I, I don't get it. I had one. I had to let her go because I didn't do what you said. I, I didn't train her and I didn't let her know. I just thought that's it. I don't need to tell you anything. I don't need to, to duplicate myself. And that was a mistake that I made. H- have you made any mistakes with your business? Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Hundreds. We are, um, right? Yeah. And that's, and I mean, that's the only way we really succeed is we fail and fail and fail. And then we figure it out. Let me give you a couple of um, examples. So the probably one of the best examples was uh, when I first started hiring, I was like, oh, you know, they're in the Philippines. I don't have to worry about having a contract and I don't have to worry about them stealing my stuff. I just, I just need them to go do the work. And so I didn't set up any contracts. I just said, okay, here you go. I need you to go do this. Well, hired a guy and um, his mom was a lawyer and he worked for me for about six months. And then he turned around and he's like, yeah, I'm leaving. And everything that I've created for six months is mine. And I'm no. taking it with me. And I'm like, no, you're not. I paid you for that work. He's like, you never made me sign anything that said it was yours. And so we actually had to negotiate and I had to pay him $2,000 to be able to keep what I'd already paid him for. So um, note to self, always get good contracts. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You're making these contracts. Do you like, should you get your own lawyer to look them over? So obviously disclaimer, I can't give legal advice. Um, But what I did was I took a template and then I made it extremely specific to awesome outsourcing. And then I paid rather than having the lawyer do the whole contract itself. I paid them to look over it and find trouble spots and say, okay, wait a minute. This is if you say it this way, then in court, it means this. And so then I only had to pay like a third of what it would have cost. That's kind of how I did it. And I go through all of that, like in the course, because that's something that I don't ever want anybody else to go through. And another mistake that I made was I never, um, I never made anybody use uh, hours tracking software. And it was my own personal stigma, because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to be big brother watching, right? Mm -hmm. And so I hired this girl. And she was just for the hours she said she was working, she was not producing at all. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And I mean, she's halfway across the world. I had no way to troubleshoot. I had no way to figure out what was she was doing. And here <laughs> she had outsourced the work that I gave her to her little brother. And what? he was doing the work and she was taking the paycheck. And uh, it took me a little while to figure that out. So that was when I realized, all right, Michelle, that was pretty stupid. You need some software to figure that out. Now it's non-negotiable for me. You have to use hours tracking software because it only tracks what you're doing while you're working for me. So unless you're trying to hide something, um, there's no reason you shouldn't be willing to use that. So I can think of two other mistakes that I made once. One time I was supposed to send 2,000 pesos to Filipino pesos to um, my employee for the week, which is about 50 bucks. And I accidentally sent 2000 US dollars. Whoa. I was on my way out the door to dinner and just trying to do payroll. 
And I get this, this message from my employee. And she's like, Miss Michelle, I think you overpaid me. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I went through it. I looked and I went, oh, crap. Yeah. She's like, how do I send you back the money? So we were actually able to just reverse the transaction and I was able to send her her actual paycheck. But that's the one thing that I really talk about is building a team and building loyalty and trust within your organization. And that is one of the benefits when you get a really good employee and you've trained them and you treat them really well, they want to stay with you. And so when you do something bonehead, like accidentally mail them $2,000, I've never run into a an issue where I, you know, made a mistake like that and didn't and wasn't able to fix it. Cuz my employees are just so awesome and they love working for me and they want to keep working for me and so they're they're not just going to take the $2000 and run. Uh but yeah, so that was a a really really dumb mistake <laughs> that I made. <laughs> what software do you use for your payroll? So I used to use PayPal and I realized that PayPal takes I didn't realize this until my employees told me they take an incredible cut of the employee's paycheck on the back end. And so I switched over to a um, company called TransferWise. And TransferWise is like minuscule, the fees compared to, to PayPal. And to make sure that my employees get their full paycheck, I always pay those fees for them. It's a couple dollars, right? So two or three dollars isn't a big deal to me. But when that, when that's two or three hundred pesos for them, it's a big deal. See, you're so cool. That's why they they love working for you. You're awesome. <sighs> Thank you. I I want to like build a whole tribe of people who are awesome bosses. Do you know how many lives we could change if we could all just be cool? Right. You have a uh, you said a team of four, right? Right now. Yeah, I've got a team of four right now. So with those four in a, in a typical household, so that's sixteen people. Yep. So to create this tribe of awesome bosses, let's talk about your course. It's uh, 10 hours of video. What do you get in your course that we haven't discussed already? So I wanted to create a course where I basically told everybody all the dumb stuff that I did and then showed them what worked. So I basically go through, if you can think of like the A to Z manual of how to hire and train and manage a VA and then build and scale, that's kind of what it is. So I go through... The very first thing I do is I make you go through and I figure out how do you get the tasks off your plate? How can you figure that out? Then we go through and I make you figure out where you want to be five years from now. And in order to do that, how many things do you have to get off your plate? And so then we categorize them and figure out which one gives you the most time as quickly as possible. And then we go through and we start setting up our outline and our videos with each individual task. And then we go through and we break every individual task. Um, so I make you give it to a complete stranger who has no idea how to edit a podcast. And I say, here you go. Here's the SOP. We don't call it an SOP because they would have no idea what that is. But here, can you take this outline and these videos and are you able to duplicate it? And then we figure out where they get stuck. And then we go through and we tweak and fix. While we're doing that, we're hiring at the same time. So I teach you and I give you all of my templates, the templates that I use to email the VAs, um, my job descriptions, all that good fun stuff to really make it as easy as possible for you to just kind of plug and play. So then we go on to online jobs and we put our job post out there and I take you through the three tests that I put them through. And then I take you through the video interview and I actually give you two video interviews that I did myself in the course one was an absolute disaster. And the funny part was she was my top candidate. She was the one that I really was going to hire. And when I got on the video interview, holy cow, red flag galore. And so I point them all out so you guys can see them. And then you actually have Noriel's video in there. And uh, he's my writer right now. He actually had tech problems, but it was like an awesome interview. So I show you all the really good things. And it's a very real life of, hey, this is what you're going to run into. Then we go through all the software to protect yourself and your company and how to be able to set up an office remotely and be able to manage without you having to micromanage. So once it's set up, it really shouldn't take hardly any time from you. And then after that, we talk about problems that you're going to run into and how we can preempt those problems. So we try to be proactive versus reactive. And then finally, we talk about, okay, now you've got the skill, you've figured out how to do this. 
how do we scale and grow your business as quickly as you want to grow? And so that is kind of the 10 hour course in a nutshell. And where can we find it? If you go to awesomeoutsourcing.com slash running dash on dash autopilot. So it's awesomeoutsourcing.com slash running on autopilot is the sales page. And that'll give you all the information. And and from there, you can purchase it. So what is one piece of software or tool that everyone should have for their business or something that you would recommend? Zapier. Zapier does so many cool things. If you just Google like how to automate something, chances are there's a Zap that does it. The second biggest. uh, Okay. Can I give three instead? Yeah, of course. You can give it many as you like. Okay, cool. Then social B, like I know so many business owners that just kill hours doing social media content posting and stuff. And my answer is why you can get a piece of software to do it for you. Please stop. It's the best $19 you'll spend. And then the third one is Calendly or schedule once, because why are you going back and forth trying to figure out a time when you can both get together, when you can just send a link and it shows both calendars and Bing, hello, we're done. A social beat and Kennedy have saved my life. It seemed like it because I just spend so much time doing everything myself. So many hours wasted. I don't do anything. I, I go in once a week and I make sure that I have all my posts scheduled. And then with Kennedy, it's funny because with this interview, before I upgraded, like I said that we were doing it in Zoom, but there was no link or anything. I didn't set it up. So going forward now it's like anytime somebody schedules an interview with me is we already have the, the zoom link and there's nothing else i have to do it sends an automatic email right exactly like i use schedule once and it does like follow-up emails and everything which is so See, nice yeah. i guess that would be the other obvious one is like if you're not creating a list as a business owner you're shooting yourself in the foot so you need to have some type of email marketing system set up because if facebook shuts you down tomorrow you just lost everything the, the money's in the list Yep. We hear it so, so much. When I first started, I didn't even have a list for anything that I did, but I kept hearing, hearing about it so much. Like everybody keeps recommending or keeps saying that you need to have a list. And then when I sat down and thought about it, like, whoa, what happens if I lose everything? You can't take my list from me. So I'll always have a list. Yep. So I also want to talk about automate to dominate. Why did you make the podcast? Yeah. So Honestly, it was, it started out as like, I wanted to be able to share my knowledge with people, but more importantly, I wanted an excuse to be able to interview multimillionaires and be able to ask them whatever I wanted. And so I literally created Automate to Dominate so that when I ran into a problem with my business, I could just go on and I could be like, okay, let's go interview this person and let me go ask them. And so that's kind of what I've done is I interview like uh, next week I have Laura from Meet Edgar on there and she's going to not only explain to us because everybody knows what Meet Edgar does, but she's going to tell us like, okay, this is where it was basically like it's going to work or it's going to go down in flames and how she was able to pivot and be able to market to a company with a product that they didn't even know they needed. She knew it would help them, but nobody knew it existed type of deal. And like all those like super specific targeting questions, like I just interviewed uh, Donnie Bovine yesterday and the guy is just a master storyteller and that's a skill that I need to learn. So I was like, all right, Donnie, (laughs) download information (laughs) into my brain. How do I become a master storyteller? Um, And so that was actually the real reason I wanted to be able to put out some really solid, good content. But I also wanted to be able to ask the questions that everybody else wished that they could ask and just hadn't done it. And so I just pulled the trigger and did it. Yeah. On your intro, you say that. And when I heard it for the first time, I was like, you know what? I need to just ask the questions that I really want to ask because that's just like you. That was the point of me doing this. I actually have Avi Negrin from Social Beat. I'm going to interview him next week. Yeah. Avi's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's really cool. And then um, we, we actually had an interview scheduled before, but the coronavirus, we had to push it out because that mess. And it's funny that you're going to uh, interview her because I heard her on the Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. And that's mm-hmm. how I found out about me, Edgar, which led me to Social B. So it's just like, it's it's just funny how, how that works. So. 
And honestly, I used Meet Edgar before I found Social Bee. And the only reason that I'm not with Meet Edgar is just because I, I don't really need the educational part of it anymore. So, right. and now, now uh, Social Bee's trying to do the same thing, which is kind of funny, but. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So how much is the course or do we just need to go find out? No, no. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know when this episode is going to drop, but I did a massive price increase or decrease right now because of the coronavirus and Mm -hmm. like everybody just kind of really got hit home. So I I wanted to do something cool. So I put it out where instead of it was 997, I dropped it to 497 and I set it up on 10 payments of $49 a month. So that it just makes it super simple and super easy. So if you just wanted to do the one night, one time payment of 497, you could do that or you could split it up. I didn't charge anything extra. Like, uh, you know, a lot of times it's like an extra payment or something. I didn't do anything like that. But as of May 1st, it's going back up to 997. So that's where it'll be at. But if your interviewers are interested, just let me know and I'll hook you up with a cool coupon. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. All right. So was there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to make sure that we touched on? Or You know, honestly, I just wanted to drop a ton of value on you guys. Is there anything that I could have like maybe gone into a little bit more in depth that would be helpful? Or, you know, what questions do you have? Because if something wasn't clear to you, chances are it's not clear to somebody listening. No, I mean, everything was great. One thing I did want to know, you said that there was another mistake that you said you made, right? Oh, oh my gosh. I made this girl cry on an interview and I felt so bad. So in the Philippines, like they are like super, I would say 90% of them are very worried about what your perception will be of them as an American. And I always do video interviews because I want to see their facial expression when I'm asking the questions. and. This one girl, she was, um, I was hiring her as a writer and she was like just super timid. And, you know, I usually make a couple jokes in the beginning and try to get them to talk about what they like and things like that to try and get them to loosen up. But she was just terrified. All of a sudden she just, she just started crying. And I was like, oh my gosh, what, what, what's wrong? And she's like, Miss Michelle, I want this job so bad. I want to work for you so bad. And I'm so afraid you're not going to hire me because there's a crack in the wall. And I went, what? I w- like, seriously? She's Wait, you like, mean like yeah. a, a crack in her wall? Yeah. So behind her, like the paint, she was, she was living in her parents' home. And the paint was literally peeling off of the wall. And she was terrified that I was going to think that she wasn't professional because there was paint peeling on the wall. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I like, I'm not going to give you her name. Cause I obviously don't want right. to upset her, but I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, your work speaks for itself. If I didn't think you were professional, you would not be on a call right now. Do you understand that I went through a hundred resumes and you're one of three people that I'm interviewing because of how good you are. And she just smiled and she's like, really? I said, yeah. And so it made me like super, super aware of when I do video interviews to just let people know, hey, I'm super laid back. I'm super easygoing. You know, let's just have a conversation and please, you know, I know you're going to be nervous, right? It's an interview. You're going to be nervous. But if something's bothering you, tell me. And so now every time I interview, I tell like a a real hybrid, like real fast version of that story. And I'm like, Hey, the last thing I want you to do is feel uncomfortable. So if there's something that's making you uncomfortable, please tell me. And that's really a whole big part of learning the culture. Oh, you know what? I forgot to tell you about that. There's a whole section in the course that explains what the Filipino culture is like, what I'm going to butcher this name, but what Mahana is. And Mahana is, um, if you've ever had a VA just ghost you, they just like up and leave and you never hear from them again. Chances are it was Mahana, which is not a word that translates into English, but it's part of their culture where they are very, very respectful people. And they would rather not tell you that there's a, a problem versus saying there's a problem and potentially upsetting you. So they would just quit their, they would rather quit their job than tell you that there's a problem. 
And so that's why we talk a lot about culture and, and building um, a really good, strong foundation and letting them know, hey, you can come talk to me about anything. You don't have to be afraid to ask me a question because otherwise they're going to disappear and you're going to have no idea why. And in this case, I got really lucky because she actually told me what was wrong. And she wouldn't have told me what was wrong if she hadn't started crying. She would have just sat there and internalized it the whole time. Mm. And in a million years, I never would have thought of that. So just lots of like little things that I learned over the years just on how to be respectful of them as well. Yeah, I think it's important for us to understand their culture because they're different. I mean, not different like that, but they're different from us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, things are super slow there. Like they're very like their idea of not not everyone, but their idea of a great time is like they want to go to church on Sunday. They want to spend all day at a barbecue and then go back to church at night and then go home and watch the basketball game. Like they're just community people. And we're like, you know, if we're not done eating in 20 minutes, we're like, what is going on? Right. But it's like a four hour deal for them. Like all the time. Um, it's just a different culture and, it, and, and they love it that way. And that's great. I love that about them. How do you learn so much about them? Asking them questions. I try really hard to treat all my employees like family. And so I ask them, you know, how are the kids? How, how was the football game? Uh, Cause they love soccer, right? But they call it football. So, you know, how was the football game? Did you watch premier league? You know, cause they, they're very in tune with Europe and America. And so if, if we're watching it over here, chances are they're watching it over there. I had one girl who loved the cooking show. And so we would talk about cooking and they'll tell you once they kind of get to know you, you know, they'll tell you, you know, Hey, this is, this is what it's like. Actually, one of my employees, um, I paid my employees early two weeks ago because we knew that the Philippines was about to get shut down on quarantine. And so I knew that they needed the money to be able to go buy food for, you know, three, four weeks, however long they weren't going to be able to leave the house. And Noriel actually sent me a picture of people waiting to get on a bus in Cebu to get home. And there's literally thousands of people just standing there. And he's like, Miss Michelle, he's like, I'm sorry, I was late for work today. I stood in line for 12 hours waiting to get food. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. why didn't you take the day off? Like, it's okay, Noriel, seriously, don't worry about it. But if I hadn't built that relationship, he would have never told me that he would have stayed up all night long and worked and felt bad that he was a half an hour late. So it's all about relationships and open communication. And you'll find that when you take the time to care about them, they really care about you and they care as much about your company as you do. And they will bend over backwards to try to help you. They really will. They're, they're just an amazing people. I love them all. I want to take them all home with me. <laughs> Do you go over ways on how to build a relationship with your team in your course? Oh, yes. Very, very in-depth. I think that's that's really important. And I can tell how much you care about them just with the uh, the stories that, that you shared. And, I mean, you've had somebody that you paid $2,000 in U.S. dollars reach out to you and, and give the money back. Yeah, I honestly didn't even know I made the mistake. I was, like, at dinner and all of a sudden, Jamalia is like, uh, Miss Michelle, uh, you sent me several hundred dollars too much. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> so it just speaks to them when you find a good VA and they're not all good VAs. That's why I teach you how to vet them. Right. But when you find a good one, man, you will treat them like gold because they will make your life amazing. If you will just implement the steps that I told you, you will find freedom like you've never experienced before. And, and, You'll be able to, there'll be a ton of little mini me's running around being able to do all your work for you and they make my life possible and I love them for it. It's awesome to be able to duplicate yourself. Michelle, I, I thank you. I learned, I learned so much that I'm ready to go get my own tail. Yeah. You yeah. need to go get your own tail. <laughs> well, <laughs> I learned a lot and I thank you. And it's been wonderful. You taught me a lot and I hope everybody out there learned a lot today as well. Oh, thanks, James. I really appreciate you having me on. What an awesome episode. Thank you, Michelle. Don't forget to check out Michelle Thompson at awesomeoutsourcing.com. And you can find her course at awesomeoutsourcing.com slash running on autopilot. 
Don't forget the dashes. So that is awesomeoutsourcing.com slash running dash on dash autopilot. I just checked and the cost of the course as of today, which is June 5th, is still $497. The price has not gone back to the regular cost of $997 just yet. If you enjoyed this interview with Michelle, then you will really enjoy her podcast, Automate to Dominate. You can find it at awesomeoutsourcing.com slash podcast. Now, if you're thinking of hiring a VA, get your software in order and start creating your training materials and head on over to onlinejobs.ph. We talked about some great software today. The three that Michelle recommended are three that I use all the time, Socialbee, Calendly, and Zapier. They each have a free option. Well, Socialbee has a, um, a free 14-day trial before you have to choose a subscription option, but the others are all 100% free. And of course, they have other features that you can take advantage of if you choose to upgrade. There's other cool software that I use like ClickUp, ConvertKit, Evernote, and Elementor. There's a lot because I do a lot, but you can find them all on BlairRadio.com slash tools. Really, any of my websites then slash tools. You can also visit awesomeoutsourcing.com slash resources to find some useful tools and resources that can help you out with your online business. But you have to find one that makes sense for your business. I know I just said a lot, but I have you covered. You can find all the tools and resources mentioned in this episode at blairradio.com slash EP26. It's a lot. It can get really, really overwhelming. That's why I'm glad that I found this tool, Social Bee. It helps me with everything. I have evergreen content that I schedule and it goes out to my whole entire audience on all of my platforms. I simply set it and I forget it. Social Bee also offers like these really cool analytical stats and ways to find your audience and see and hear what everybody is talking about. And right now they have a 14 day free trial. So if you're still listening, that means that you're interested. So just head over to the blurgroup.com slash social to learn more and to get started. And we do have to follow the FTC guidelines. I am an affiliate for Social B, and that means that if you go to that link and make a purchase, I may receive a commission. But anyways, it's free right now, so go try it out. Again, that's theblurrygroup.com slash socialb. I want to thank you for listening. Leave a like, subscribe, and or comment, and do whatever you can to do. Listening to Blair Radio, where we turn your online whispers into screams. Learn more at theblairgroup.com. Until next time, be heard.